Well, marriage takes a lot of work. Often, especially when you're married to Sheldon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but we wouldn't. Like, why would we pursue anything if, right. if there wasn't that longing and that desire? Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. Today and actually next week as well, we're going to be talking about emotional needs. And to help us with this conversation, we'll be using a questionnaire that was written by Dr. Willard Harley. And we're going to provide a link for that questionnaire in the write-up for the show. That's right. We have personally found this to be really helpful (laughs) in understanding how to love each other well, how to grow our Mm -hmm. friendship and just how much having these needs met, how that's impacted how we feel about each other and mm-hmm. about our marriage. And so we thought, you know what, let's try to tackle this topic yeah. here on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's even helped us to have common language to be able to identify these things like, wait, that that's what I've been trying to say. Yeah, and even to get to know ourselves And to know better, ourselves. A, on, sure. In a deeper way. For sure. Now, before though we jump into the questionnaire... I want to share a little story that happened to me recently that really got me, I guess, thinking about life. Uh, this past weekend, we were up at your family farm yeah. and visiting with family, got to connect, and that was a lot of fun. And I was out hiking and uh, I sat on this rock. So picture this farm field and there's forest and trees and grass is growing and and. All that other stuff that really grows in, in farm <laughs> places. Yeah, it's, it actually really is a beautiful foresty farm country. And I'm sitting on this rock. And I mean, if you haven't heard, recently Timothy Keller passed away. And I'm sitting on this rock and I'm just contemplating that. The fact that he's 72, which is, I would say, relatively young. Yeah. But, you know, many people start to pass away into their 70s and 80s. And, and I... And there I am, like sitting on this rock, contemplating. He seven was seventy two. Yeah, I'm forty two. I got thirty years <laughs> left, like potentially, right? Like yeah. I'm I'm closer to death than I'm on, on this earth than I am, you know, to, to my being born, <laughs> which I guess we always are. But anyways, but uh, like I'm I'm processing this through, and I thought to myself, like I have thirty years. I want to make these years the most impactful that I can. Right. Like, like I want what matters to me now, 42 Sheldon, to matter to 72 Sheldon. And are there things in my life where, like, you know, rev me up or get me agitated or get me going <laughs> or whatever it is? And 30 years from now, that really isn't going to be something that I should have been agitated about or mattered about or, but, but like, can I live my life now in a way that says like, I have a 72 year old Sheldon in me that I want to take care of him, but I want to do the things that matter now to leave a legacy Mm -hmm. that, you know, that my kids know that dad loved Christ and everything he did was Mm -hmm. to honor him. Like, so am I pursuing those things? I don't know. This was my, I'm sitting on a rock. <laughs> all by yourself. All by course. myself. That's right. I've been all by myself for a few hours. And yeah. and I really enjoy that. I love getting out in nature. And then I, I talk with God. And, and this is the pondering thought. I, 
just so everyone knows, I'm not going through a midlife crisis. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not losing. Like, oh my goodness, I only have 30 No sports years. cars in our no. future. <laughs> no, no sports cars, yeah. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no sports cars in our future. But it really got me thinking, what matters today? Will it matter to me 30 years from now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if not... What am I doing about that? And the things that are going to matter to me, what am I doing about that? I, I don't know how that yeah. resonates out there. Just my, my ponderings of Sheldon sitting on a rock. There you go. Well, I think it's good to really evaluate those things and, and to ask ourselves, am I living my life with the mentality of playing the long game? Mm. Yes, we want to be here in the present and we want to enjoy the moment and we want to be faithful with the things that have been put in front of us. But am I also thinking long term? Right. Uh, because stuff doesn't just happen by accident, typically mm-hmm. in the pursuing of what it is, the, the place we want to be going, the destination we're headed for. We have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the realization that like I potentially could have 30 more years. Right. Uh, my life could be yeah. half over. And yeah. so have I done what I'm wanting to be doing? And am I on my way to where I want to be going? It's good questions to think about and ask ourselves. Yeah. And I even think, you know, even in in our work life, like, do I want to be doing this for the next 30 years? Like just things to ponder. I do. Like, I love what we do. (laughs) I'm going to say, oh boy, here comes the midlife crisis again. (laughs) Yeah. That's the hard part of having this conversation (laughs) with people because then they start like, where's Sheldon at? Like, and I'm in a good place, and but it, it just got me thinking. And as we, you know, just sharing life here on the podcast, you know, as listeners, I think that's something to think about, right? Like the work that I might that I'm doing is this what I see myself doing in 30 years, and if not, what can I change? And if so, how can I still do it to the best of God's ability that He's given me, or the situations we're in? And you know, maybe I only have 20 years. Maybe I have 10, maybe I have like less years. Maybe I have 40 more years. I don't know. But I guess what I'm saying is, am I living and captivating the day? Am I living in the moment to be like, this is what matters. And so I'm going to be present in that moment. And, and I blow it sometimes. Like if I'm honest, (laughs) like I do. And and I've, I, I raise my voice in situations. And then after I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Sheldon, like, why, why are you raising your voice in yeah. this? Like, this makes no sense in the grand scheme of things. Like, what's going on? And so I'm still a work in proce- process. I, I still fail. And so please don't, you know, hear me say that I had this epiphany moment out on the rock and, and now everything, you know, is great. <laughs> You're now a sage. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But it just, I don't know. And I don't know where this will lead me. It just has me pondering. But I do, just in case, let me clarify. I do think the work we're doing is very important. I do believe that this is where God's called us to run in the lane of marriages, to stand in that gap, to equip people to live healthier, mm-hmm. more fulfilled marriages, to live it practically. I do feel that like God has, has brought us into this lane, and, and this is the lane that we're running in, and... and and I'm going to stay here until such time if God ever leads us out. And so in this life epiphany moment, it wasn't <laughs> like I'm making huge life changes. It was just, I sat and I con and I probably thought about this. I probably sat there for a good 30, 40 minutes. Like yeah. I really do not 
much don't do much on my hikes except for think and talk about it. i think there was one point so where I, it was it more of you went for a, a walk or a sit yeah a little bit of both i mean i was gone probably for the whole day you had gone fishing and yeah and, we went fishing which was a lot of fun it's so beautiful up yeah. in kind of more northern saskatchewan so yeah. beautiful we were catching fish which is always fun when you go fishing to actually catch fish yeah. it's not so much fun if you're not catching that's fish. true that's true that's true anyways ponderings of sheldon on a rock i don't know maybe that's a new book or something i should write there you go i didn't have those kinds of ponderings but i did enjoy like i said going fishing and also i got to go canoe some rapids with my dad which was really special that we don't get to do very much just him and i and so that was really cool it was a lot of fun yeah all in all it was a great weekend and time away and life ponderings all over the place and yeah just stuff to think about right Are, are we captivating each day and even when we mess up, can we just regroup, fix it, or apologize, mm-hmm. uh, and and beginning to live that legacy? Because the legacies actually start today. Like, like the legacies that we want to leave start in this moment. They don't start when I'm when I pass away. Yeah. Right. It, like my legacy that I'm leaving, and and the memories that I'm leaving, and th- all that stuff. It, it's happening day by day. Yeah. So that way, when I am gone. What is that legacy that I left? Uh, what are the memories that I left? Yeah. Just... yeah, and am I heading into the goal that I want, right? It's that long yeah. game. Right. I- am I going to be able to arrive at the place yeah. that I'm wanting to arrive at? Am I doing the things today that matter? And sometimes we think, oh, it's just it's just one day. It's mm. just one decision. It's just one moment. But if you add all those up over 30, 40, 50 <laughs> yeah. years, that's a substantial thing, right? Yeah. Like you think about those challenges you know, on, I don't know, like different, like I think Survivor, they've done it where you have to like use a straw and fill up your mouth with water and then you have to run over and spit out the water and you have to fill this huge bucket and you think that is impossible. That is never going to happen. (laughs) Three hours later. (laughs) But it does, right? Mouthful after mouthful of transferring that water. As soon enough, the bucket's full and it pulls the trolley down and whatever happens, happens. But it's those little things they add up yeah over over time yeah listen to us being all philosophical right like <laughs> I, maybe i need to go sit on the rocks some we more. need some more rocks in our lives <laughs> i guess yeah. anyways all right all right emotional needs that's what we yes. want to talk about let's let's move past sheldon sitting on rocks and philosophical stuff here but it is great <laughs> to think of those things as well but anyways emotional needs Let, let's jump in here and we want to share really two thoughts before we jump into the questionnaire first thought would be the problem with social needs and how it's often taught in modern psychology is that you know we need specific things in our lives in order to work our way up a hierarchy in order to be a whole and complete right. person yeah that that is kind of the teaching that's out there and if and if people or things are getting in the way of that being met we can't be a whole and complete person right, right? and so we're kind of in this place where we're stuck and we're at the mercy of those around us Mm -hmm. whereas as christ followers we believe that we are whole and complete in christ Mm -hmm. like period like that's that's it it. full stop right Right? like when we accept christ as our personal lord and savior he makes us whole and complete yes we're going to have things that we're going to need refined and sanctification process and all those things but we are whole and complete in christ 
But God, he did make us to be in relationship and he designed it so that we could meet the the longings and the desires through our marriages and other relationships. It's the the unmarried people, the single people, they're not left out of this, right? right? It's marriage is one of the ways, but just relationships Mm. in general. Mm -hmm. But when we meet those needs, we are living and experiencing the fullness that God intended for us in our relationships. Mm. That this is a design feature that God built in. Right. That we have these things that he He gave us that we long for another p- person to meet. Because if we didn't have those longings, we probably would never seek out another person. <laughs> right? right? We're, yeah. we're, we're too self-focused. And honestly... Well, marriage takes a lot of work. Often we're, Especially we're, when you're married to Sheldon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But we wouldn't. Like, why would we pursue anything if if there wasn't that longing and that desire? And so in order to even know about those longings and desires, we have to be willing to, to go to that vulnerable place where we share what our needs are and and sometimes maybe even identify what our needs are because sometimes we don't even know we mm-hmm. haven't we haven't gone there because it can be a scary place to go because what if people mm-hmm. aren't willing to meet those needs right. and and to and to do that for us and so it's it's that actively pursuing and meeting of mm. those needs in our relationships right. that God designed so that we could experience the fullness right. that he designed. Totally. And that's that's really one of the tensions that we always struggle, like you and I. Yeah. Whenever we kind of start to unpack this emotional needs, emotional desires, which word do we use? Like This is the tension we have always found ourselves in as we start to talk about this uh, as Christ followers, uh, yeah. right? And, and, and here's... I guess for me, how my brain has helped to develop and, and distinguish between some of these two uh, or, or distinguish between the tension or how to live within this tension. Here's where my where I've landed on that. It's, it's like my relationship with God, right? right? So I, I don't need air quotes there, need to read my Bible to be a Christian, right? right? Now, please, before everyone shuts us off, please just hear <laughs> us out, okay? Hear this whole whole story out with this, right? But I don't need to be reading my yeah. Bible to well, be a think Christian. About, think about the Christians who don't have access to a Bible. Right, right. They, they or before it was written or shared. And... But you think about places where Bibles are right. are illegal, right? right? right. They, they maybe have a little a chunk piece of paper. Or, or nothing, right? right? And, or they share it. And so you only have it for a short amount of time. Right. That doesn't mean they're not Christians. No, because here's the thing. When I accept Christ as my Savior, I am forgiven and I become a child of God. However, if I want to grow in my relationship with him, if I want to know more of the character of God, his desires for my life, I will do the things that kind of foster the growth in the relationship, such as reading my Bible, singing praises to him, yeah, talking with him, living a life of obedience with him and in him. And like these things are going to foster that growth, that Christian lifestyle. Yeah, the fullness of the relationship that God intended for us to have with him. Right, right. So so I hope people that, that we're starting to show the marriage analogy here, which is when we say I do, when we sign the marriage certificate, we become a married person. Like we are now married. That That is our spouse. 
But if we want the marriage to grow, if we want that deep connection, that deep knowing, we're going to want to do things that are going to foster that in the relationship. And, and that is what we're talking about here when it when it really comes to the emotional needs. So, so that's how I've been able to really distinguish and live within this tension that we're identifying with. Yeah, and and the second thing is there there are two ditches, right? <laughs> There's two ditches and there is a narrow road. Mm-hmm. And I guess we just want to kind of identify these two before going deeper into the emotional needs. The one ditch is that you know what we believe that other people should meet every need, every whim, every mm. desire that we have that might just happen to surface or bubble mm. up within us. Yeah, I'm going to make sure, and I'm going to make sure you know. Yes, that this very like... vocal, very demanding, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, and not healthy. Really struggling with contentment, mm. really struggling with gratitude. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're never satisfied and we are always expecting more. And that again, going back to that, that hierarchy, if our needs aren't met we can't become a whole person Hmm. we're stuck that's the one ditch the other ditch is thinking that we don't have any needs we we don't explore the idea of these kinds of emotional needs we don't voice what Mm -hmm. our needs or desires are and because of that we can have a hard time forming healthy and deep emotional connections everything stays surface level because we're not willing to really open up and share what's going on deep what 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 really connects with our hearts what Mm -hmm. brings us joy and a a spark in life Mm -hmm. right and so because of that we can struggle to form and to keep healthy attachments in our relationships now there is a road in the middle where we're able to identify what our emotional needs are or our emotional desires Mm -hmm. if if that's a better term for you but to talk about them in a healthy way and and to work towards meeting our spouse's emotional needs and also work towards having our emotional needs met again for the purpose of growing that that deep connection that fulfillment and the enjoyment of our relationships. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, a few qualifiers <laughs> or was. disclaimers yeah. or just things that we kind of wanted to help to set the stage for the conversation because we we felt that those things are really important and they're things that we've really struggled and wrestled through yeah. and, and living within that tension of like, well, Christ is enough, Yeah. right? If these needs and these desires aren't me being met in my marriage, like Christ is still enough and I can go to him and, and I believe in that. Yeah. But we have also really experienced the the growth in our marriage, the closeness in our marriage. And as just the joy and the, fun. The joy and fun in our marriage as not only from identifying our own emotional desires, but also expressing them to each other. And then working towards meeting them and dialing up and dialing back and, and having ongoing conversations. And so we have seen really the practical side of how this has really helped us uh, and we shared that a little bit earlier about how we have found this questionnaire to be helpful, but really it, all of this understanding the emotional needs, it's really helped us to foster and grow both personally as well as in our relationship. Yeah. And so right before we jump into the questionnaire, let's talk about this though too. So we've identified two ditches. We've spent some time 
in either side yeah. of these ditches. Where maybe not fully like all in. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been a needy or needy person, but like as we've learned to have communication in this area, there was times where we didn't. Let's talk about that a little bit because what if this is the first time someone's hearing about it or, or like yeah I do have emotional needs or emotional desires but I I don't am I allowed to talk to my spouse about this or like like where did you use the land Yeah I would say I was in the ditch of of the thinking that I didn't have needs mm. and again it, it was it was a shallow understanding of my Christian faith right believing that you know, God can meet my every need, which is so true, mm -hmm. but not realizing what God created relationship for, I really struggled to voice my needs and my desires and advocate for myself and, and share those things with you because it felt selfish. Mm -hmm. It felt needy, even though it wasn't, it felt that way if I was expressing my needs and desires and so i was in that ditch not understanding the fullness that god intended mm -hmm. what about you yeah i think i would probably be straddling maybe feet in both sides of the <laughs> road like wide walking kind of thing because there would be the side of me that i didn't even know i didn't even know that i had emotional desires except for the physical need that i thought that was the only thing that i had in my life right yeah. like like the sexual need and so there would be that side that I wouldn't even have known how to dissect this in my own life to be able to articulate like, no, actually, this is why recreational companionship is so important to me, right? But I, uh, on the other side, I would be that I did communicate very unhealthy that I had, you know, a high physical need, right? Or, or desire, right. but in an unhealthy way. Uh, in terms of the viewpoint of like, oh, no, this has to be part of marriage and this has to be being met. And if it's not, then, then these other issues, that's why the, that's why our friendship is off because our physical intimacy is off, not realizing how everything is intertwined, right? right? Now realizing how everything is intertwined and I need the emotional side of things as much as I need the physical side of things. Actually, yeah. let me rephrase that. We both yeah. need the emotional side of things as much as we need both need the physical yes. side yeah. of things. Tim Keller actually has a really great quote on this do you remember what it is i'm, I'm struggling to remember it it's is, is it the one where it's we're doing with our bodies yeah what we promise to do with our whole lives right yes yeah. so so physical intimacy in right. marriage is doing with our bodies what we promise to do with our whole lives right, right right and so that idea that it's an expression of our our love and a celebration of our covenant That's all right pretty cool so all right let's let's we are gonna get to the questionnaire that's yeah. what we keep saying and, and we're driving towards that so let's 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 jump into a few of them this week and then we'll we'll finish them off next week but let's unpack at least a few of them here and maybe we need to identify what the questionnaire so the is about so first off it's about the emotional needs emotional desires but what i really like about this questionnaire is not only does it help you identify your emotional needs it actually the, the part of the questionnaire helps you to realize are they being met mm -hmm. and then if not then let's have a conversation and and if they are it, like it helps you to process how at least for for me it helped me to process and identify is it being met yes or no and if yes 
here's how. If no, here's how I would like it to be met. And then it, it, it bridges that conversation. And it gets into some of the details of yeah. specific things and satisfaction with the level. And again, this was a real struggle for me being honest right. in doing this questionnaire. Because we did this years ago, years in ago. The, the, when we were in the start of rebuilding mm. our relationship. And it was so hard to honestly say, I am extremely dissatisfied <laughs> because that's one of the options on, on the scale in the questionnaire. That's right. But, but if I didn't say it, yeah. how would you ever know? That's right. Right. And then I'm expecting you to be a mind reader yeah. and just know, yeah. kind of like, you know, the romance rom-com <laughs> movies where they just know yeah. what the other person yeah. wants. Newsflash, I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it was hard. It was That's hard right. to, to have that really honest evaluation. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's jump into the yeah. first one though. Is Number there anything one. else? I think we've identified what the questionnaire is about. Yep. Let's, All right. Let's keep going. Let's Number go. one. Number one. Need for affection, which is a craving to receive non-sexual expressions of care. There is such a thing yeah. as non-sexual <laughs> expressions of care, symbolizing security, protection, and comfort, which may include words, cards, gifts, hugs, kisses and courtesies uh, so that would be need for affection yeah and i think in our relationship that was so lacking yeah. just the little things of, of of a hug to yeah. say i love you yeah. the or non-sexual touching because every time to i touched you. it was about a sexual yeah touch, it, or, or it, hoping to lead to there versus yes. just no i'm just touching you because I want to give you a massage yeah, or I want to, I want to just to give you a hug yeah because I want to I want to be close to you right yes and so that that affection and so this one it, it was huge in in just growing that warmth I think mm -hmm. in the relationship right and without expectation yeah of other things how about you well I find it interesting too because we could say needs for affection and then started listing off you know may include words cards gifts hugs kisses and be like well I don't really like cards like for me cards like oh, okay but a hug and a kiss like that's huge yeah for you, you are more of like the words, like you like hugs and kisses. And the, but if I were to write a card, and and so even just understanding that about ourselves, of like, well, no, I just have no need for affection. It's yeah. Like, well, no, I do, but our needs look different. So we both have needs of affection for affection or desires for affection. Again, <laughs> depending which how which angle we want to use on this, we both have the desire, but again, it it looks differently. And am I loving you in a way? Am I showing you affection in a way that you will receive it? And then are you showing affection in the way I will receive it? And do we even know how to do that? Yeah. That's what this has really helped us to, to unpack and then have those conversations. Because I would try to show you affection with hugs and kisses or different things. And you're like, well, like no, I want to hear your heart. Yeah. I want to hear what's going on. I want, right. Anyways. Well, an example from our relationship is I would buy you little gifts because that was another one is yeah. gifts because yeah, yeah. you love candy. I think candy. we shared. We have. Yeah. Um, and so with that, you I were mean, like, this is awesome. I feel so loved. You bought right. me a, a box of Mike and Ike's or Sour yes. Patch Kids or yes. whatever. So good. So good. <laughs> uh, so then you're like, oh, I know. 
I'll buy her right. this jumbo pack of chocolate bars yeah. from Costco. Yeah. The biggest bounty box you could possibly have. I think I had like 50 <laughs> chocolate bars or something. Why wouldn't you like it? That's your favorite chocolate bar. But in that, I felt actually more frustrated I yeah. because I was like, well, does he not get me? I don't want 50 chocolate bars. I, yeah. I couldn't eat that many chocolate bars in a year. <laughs> yeah. I want to know his heart. I yeah. want to know how he feels about me. And it was that my love was bounty for you. <laughs> bountiful. Like, or bountiful for you. Like, that's what it was. But anyway. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, just that that different ways oh, that it's, it's expressed and received. Okay, yeah. moving on. Number right. two need for sexual fulfillment. Mm. And so this is a craving to engage in an enjoyable sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And so again, for this one, I think both of us desired that mm -hmm. and have a need for that. It was just getting on the same page about what that looked like, mm -hmm. how often that looked like, mm -hmm. understanding again, how we get to that point of wanting to even engage mm -hmm. in an enjoyable sexual yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. Mutual in, mutually enjoyable. enjoyable. Mutually yes, enjoyable. Yes, and that is so crucial. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that really helped us with that is, again, identifying it, but then talking about it. Yeah. Ongoing conversations and these things. So often, this is a topic that so many couples don't talk about. It, and, and there's reasons why this topic is is can be filled with shame and guilt and hurt and yeah. pain and all these different things that can happen in our lives and so then let down expectations or unmet expectations all these things yeah. right bad teaching to bad say that, that we shouldn't enjoy right. sex within marriage so we, we totally get it but we also know how to engage in in these conversations so then we can start moving forward uh, because you know honestly this is a high desire that I, for mine like if i was ranking these and at the end of the questionnaire it gets you to rank them this one always gets high on my list it just it's there <laughs> that's right but but i i also need to learn that i won't die if we don't have sex yeah. or right or, or right and, and that's all these needs and desires like we don't die if they don't get met but can we talk and 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 process them with our spouse in a loving and gentle way and again the the need for sexual fulfillment it's also understanding and this was huge too is understanding it's for both people in the marriage it's mutual enjoyment yes. and so what does that look like and what do we need to do to have mutual enjoyment in this area and health and growth and and and, and part of this be part of the relationship that is a celebration of our covenant love that we are both mutually enjoying yes exactly Number three, need for intimate conversation, which is a craving to share feelings, personal experiences, topics of personal interests, opinions, and plans with another person. For me, when I process this one, this was a struggle for me. Yeah. I... I have a lot of words, <laughs> right? But I have a lot of fun words. I like just to have fun. And then... I've had to really train myself to sit down and have a intimate conversation with you to share really what's going on inside of Sheldon, to share what's going on inside of my heart, my hopes, my dreams, my desires, my uh, sitting on the rock Sheldon's musings, <laughs> right? Like there would have been a time if that would have happened, I wouldn't have shared it with you. Mm -hmm. And so just before you move on, why? Why wouldn't you have shared it? Maybe, maybe fear. Mm -hmm. Maybe fear of rejection that you 
would be like, who's, who is this guy? Uh, fear. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of, I thought you had it all together. And now you're saying like, you're, you're going through this thought process of like, where is this leading us kind of thing? So I, I think there's fear attached to it. I think there was also fear personally to go there in my mm -hmm. own life, to face those things in my own life of like, I'm not just as much as a fun, loving, high energy guy I am. I do have some deep thoughts inside my life, but that used to also scare me too. And so I, over time, just packed those away and wouldn't share. So I think there's a lot of fear that was attached to it. But as we've learned it, and as I've stepped more and more into revealing and more and more into even identifying these things, yeah. I don't fear these conversations. I also don't fear them in my own life. Like I don't fear going, going deep in my own life, but I would say fear is what held me back early. And also then when, as I've shared these things and you engage and I, and realizing how important it is to you that mm -hmm. you know what's going on inside of Sheldon yeah. and that you're not scared to hear when I am processing life and processing things that are going on that actually encourages you because you're like okay you are thinking about this situation yeah. or or you know like if i you know unfortunately you know have a where i raise my voice with kieran and i come with you and i'm like no i did that i need to apologize i'm pro you're like okay that brings me comfort because you you are thinking it and you through. see it right versus and so knowing that has helped me as well yeah, for sure. And and for me, I in our earlier years of marriage, I wanted this so much because like you said, you're a high verbal external processor. <laughs> and so I would often feel just bombarded with the amount of words, but because it was all superficial, there was nothing deep. There was no substance to mm -hmm. what you were saying. It was all external. It was all stories. It was all uh, surface <laughs> yeah, yeah. stuff. Stories that honestly you didn't care about. Well, no, because I was, like, I was I frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I just, in my head, again, because I didn't know how to verbalize this, in my head, I yeah. just felt like screaming, like, yeah. be quiet, stop talking. <laughs> like, unless you have something significant to say, no more words. Yeah. But this definitely, I did crave this intimate conversation. And, and I do have a need for that to know what, what's going on in, in your head and in your heart so that I feel close to you, that I, that I know you, mm -hmm. and that I can also be known by you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was one that definitely is present in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And that, that is one of the ways I feel very close to people is having those intimate conversations of deeper things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number four, need for recreational companionship. And so this is a craving to engage in recreational activities with at least one other person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is this one high on your list? It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. No, I, because sports, I think, has always been something that's big in my life. And so I'm always doing stuff. I've found, though, even recreational companionship, even just working outside together or working in construction around the house together, like that has been recreational companionship to me. Yeah. And so really it's, it's doing things, not just sitting across the table with a cup of coffee, having those intimate conversations, which now I do enjoy. Yeah. I do long for those and, and set time for us to have those things. But I also love, you know, when we get to go throw a frisbee or, or go canoeing or go work out in the yard, just go for a walk, just hanging out together. It has been, 
just again something that really builds that friendship uh, in our marriage. Yeah. Oh, me too. Th- this is definitely high in my list because really whoever we're having fun with, whoever mm. we are laughing with and creating memories with, mm-hmm. that's the person we're going to feel closest to yeah. because there's so much life in yeah. those things. And so for for us in our relationship, this is definitely a high need and, yeah. and needs to be a priority so that we maintain that friendship. Yeah. And, and I think this even goes within our own family of of the things that we've tried to make sure that we're incorporating family in this recreational companionship style friendships and uh, intimacy within our family that way because it's way better to sit around the kitchen table and share a story that everybody's involved and everyone's laughing and like remember that time when mom you did this or Sheldon dad you did this or Kieran Janie like Sophia remember when you guys were doing that and they're all like yeah like I was there and then we're having that laughter and the fun and, and versus when you're not there and it's like, oh yeah, I was with this person and this happened and you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, right. Like we're, and those stories can be fun too yes, to, yes. to hear about when we have our own individual pursuits. Right. It's great to share yes. that, but it is that companionship that it, it just builds those memories and those, those different ties. There's actually a quote by, I, uh, I think his name is Zinman Signore, I think is, is his name. Not 100% sure. But he <laughs> says that chains do not hold a marriage together. It's threads. Hundreds of tiny threads which sew people together through the years. And really, that is those memories. That mm. is meeting those emotional needs. Every time we do one of those things where it touches our spouse's soul and, and it blesses them and, and creates that loving feeling, those those are those threads mm-hmm. that are sewing us together in deep and meaningful ways, which I think is a really beautiful picture, right? Rather than these chains, it's, it's the sewing together. Mm of two people yeah so good so good so those were the first four that we wanted to cover yeah, in our questionnaire in, in the questionnaire that uh, that and again we'll have the questionnaire on our in the show right up so that way you can click on it go through it you don't have to wait till week two you can already jump yeah. ahead and see the next six that are gonna yeah, be coming go through it together and go through it together and, and we really encourage that and so how does this resonate with you out of the four that we shared, which emotional needs stood out to you the most and why? And how would understanding your own emotional needs as well as your spouse's improve your relationship? And then once again, we thought that we would throw another activity in, in there. Like, this is like three weeks in a row. This might be the new thing here. This isn't a we'll new. See. No this promises. isn't new anymore, right? But we have a little fun exercise. At least we think it's fun. We've been alluding to it all throughout the podcast, but we really do encourage everyone to download the questionnaire, fill it out, and then have a discussion about it. Yeah, so Even helpful. Process it in your own life to be able to identify these things, and especially if you're able to process it as a couple, we. We have just found so much growth and strength and fun and joy and friendship all living those. into the fullness that god intended yes. for our marriages and and our relationships yeah. with our kids with our friends all those things yeah so we really highly recommend doing it and we want to say that we hope that you will enjoy the, the conversation <laughs> with your spouse and we will talk with you next week bye